What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. I'm here so the show goes, you hit me up with three to five questions dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, evangelization, catechesis, apologetics, relationship advice, charity, justice, the list goes on. I will then spend time with your questions, I will pray with your questions, study, and hopefully respond in such a way that is good for you to become a saint. However, my disclaimer is this and has always been this. I am not perfect. I'm not infallible. Therefore, sometimes the advice that I give to you might not actually be good for you. If that is the case, then I want to encourage you to trash whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow closer to Christ. But if my advice is helpful, though difficult, then I want to encourage you to lean into Jesus Christ in the sacraments and in scripture and in service so that our God can give you the graces that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship. Uh, if you are a first time listener, uh, don't forget, or if you're a returning listener, I want to remind you, we have a new method for you submitting questions to the show. It's at ascensionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. That's ascensionpress.com slash askfatherjosh and spell out ask, A-S-K, spell out father, F-A-T-H-E-R, and spell out, spell out Josh, J-O-S-H, askfatherjosh. And when you do that, you can find the link to go ahead and write your questions through there. That helps us to better organize your questions so I can respond to them in a more quicker way and uh, and help you to become a saint sooner then later we pray to the Lord. Um, also, don't forget you can rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats. You can share us on your social media pages and you can also stay connected with me through my books, Broken and Blessed and Pocket Guide to Adoration. And if you wanna worship with me at the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, then tune in every single Sunday on the Ascension Press Facebook page at seven o'clock a.m. Central and eight o'clock a.m. Central, uh, seven o'clock a.m. Central, eight o'clock a.m. Eastern time. Uh, and so I do the mass every other Sunday. So this Sunday will be Father Joe Vu. Next Sunday will be me again. And so you can worship God with us at the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Now, today's show is going to be a little bit different from every other show because normally I spend time focusing my week on your questions. I read your questions. I pray with your questions. I study them. I sit with them for a while, have conversations with my, my peers about them. But today I want to throw some questions your way. I want to ask you some questions to, to hopefully help you to continue to grow in your relationship with God and to cultivate uh, your relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to throw you some questions that I just want to invite you to sit with, spend time with, read, listen to, meditate on, talk to God about, and then maybe come up with some concrete resolutions after you spent time focusing on these questions from me to you. All right. So first question comes from my time with Jesus yesterday in prayer. I was praying the the rosary, specifically the, the uh, agony of the garden. And I was drawn to a few things. Uh, the first thing I was drawn to was this, that Jesus Christ, he went to the garden, Gethsemane. And when he went there, he invited Peter and James and John to sit with him and to watch with him and to pray. And, and they didn't. They didn't. And so here are a few of my questions that came out of my time of prayer yesterday. Number one is this. And the Garden of Gethsemane, the apostles were in the presence of Jesus Christ, but they were not present to Jesus Christ. How often do we enter into prayer, enter into the presence of God, but we're not present to God? How often whenever we enter into the presence of God, are we more present to social media or are we more present to ourselves? We navel gaze. We think about other people and places and things 
We're looking at text messages or emails or the TVs on, and we're focusing on other things, lesser goods, but not on God. How often, whenever we are in the presence of God, like Peter, James, and John, are we not present to God? When they were in the presence of God in the Garden of Gethsemane, they were more focused on their comfort. They were more focused on their, their sleep. And over and over again, Jesus came to them and he said to them, could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. Notice what happened. They did not watch and pray. And so they, they fell into temptation. So how often am I in the presence of God, but not present to God? That's my first question for you. All right. You ready for my second question? Because here it comes. All right. And these are just things to ponder. Focus on the one that sticks out most to you whenever you, whenever you pray. All right. My second question is this. Focusing on Jesus Christ in politics. Like right now, we're in a political season. President Trump, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Mike Pence at the forefront of the newspapers and the news television shows and the news blogs and everything like that. Now, when it comes to this, do I honestly, in this season of my life, if I'm honest with myself, examination of conscience, do I think and do I read and do I tweet and do I post and do I speak more about politics than I do about Jesus Christ? Do I think about politics, read about politics, tweet about politics, post about politics, and speak more about politics than I do about Jesus Christ? I'm not saying that we should not think about politics or tweet about politics or post about politics or speak about politics in our conversations with people, but do I do this more than I do with Christ? Do I defend the platforms of my political party more than I defend the teachings of Jesus Christ in sacred scripture and sacred tradition? Am I more okay with someone worshiping differently from me, having a different belief about God than me? Am I more concerned about that or am I more concerned about someone having a different political view than me? Do I get more upset whenever someone has a different political view or do I get more upset whenever someone thinks something about Jesus that is not true or, or says something about the church that is not true? What, what really affects my heart? What is my pearl of great price that I hold dear to my heart? Jesus and his church are politics and platforms. Spend time with that, maybe. Here's another question I want to throw you away. So near occasions of, of grace are people, places, and things that draw us closer to, to Jesus. Near occasions of sin are people, places, and things, and activities that pull us further away from Jesus. If I were to examine my life right now, am I able to identify a person, a place, a thing, an activity that draws me closer to Jesus? Who draws me closer to Jesus? Also, if I am to examine people, places, things, and activities in my life right now, can I identify any that pull me further away from Christ? If, if they are drawing me closer to Jesus, then will I this week prioritize them? And if they are pulling me further and further away from Christ, then how will I avoid them, right? These are some questions, right? <laughs> so y'all always ask me questions, and so I'm just trying to help you, right, with some questions that might be helpful, right? Um, okay, next question. And I'm going to give like two more, and then I'm going to let you like sit with the ones that speak to you the most. All right, next questions. 
in the scriptures, we're invited to, to bless those who curse us and to pray for those who persecute us and to forgive those. And if we don't forgive other people, God will forgive us. So do I bless, which is like speak well, do I speak well about people who curse me? Or, or like, how do I respond when someone curses me? Do I curse them back? Do I pray for those who persecute me? And do I forgive those who do not apologize to me? God commands us to forgive. He doesn't say forgive those who apologize. He says, forgive others and I will forgive you. So in my walk toward eternity, is this what I do? Um, and my final question is this. In the book of Revelation, John, the beloved disciple, had a vision of heaven. And he saw people from every nation, race, tribe, and tongue. So I know what heaven looks like. And the reason why heaven looked like that, and the reason why John saw heaven like that was because when the apostles received the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost, they went out to people of every nation. They went out to people from Africa and Asia and Europe, and they shared the, the joy of the gospel and baptized people of all nations, as Jesus tells us to do in the Great Commission. Go out and baptize all nations, make disciples of all nations. So, questions. What are the demographics of my geographical boundaries in my church parish community? Not who attends my church, but what are the demographics and the geographical boundaries of my church parish community? Who lives there? What, what's the ages? What's the, the genders? What's the nationalities? The religions? All right. What are the demographics? And then look at our church parishes and ask this question. Does my church look like the people who live in the geographical boundaries of my parish community. And if it doesn't, what am I going to do about that? Because Jesus tells me to go out and make disciples of all nations, starting with our geographical boundaries. If I'm currently plugged into a small group discipleship Bible study, does my Bible study reflect the people who live in the geographical boundaries of my parish or not? Does my prayer group look like the people who live in my geographical boundaries of my parish are not, not the people who attend my church, but the people who live in the boundaries of my parish. Do I want my Bible study to look like heaven or not? Do I want my church to look like heaven or not? Do I want my families to look like John's vision of heaven or not? These are just some of my questions that I have uh, for you, the listener, right? Uh, these are just some questions I want to throw your, your way for you to ponder. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to give you one more, one more question. Do I believe that there can be a president in the United States of America who could one day be a canonized saint? You know, right now, we currently in our, in our nation's history have no presidents who are canonized as saints, are blessed, are venerables, or servants of God. Not one. Uh, and Mary, every time she appears in her apparition, she always invites us to pray and to fast for the conversion of sinners. And we're all sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Um, the president's a sinner. The people who are running for presidents are sinners, right? But do I believe that in my lifetime, if I am faithful to Our Lady's invitation to pray the rosary and fast and do penance for the conversion of people, that our current president, Donald Trump, our future presidents, which could be Donald Trump in the next election, again, or Joe Biden, or Kamala Harris, or Mike Pence, do I believe that my prayer and my fasting and my penance could help them to one day totally fall in love with Jesus, stay in love with Jesus, and abide in the love of Jesus Christ and their thoughts, words, and actions and their walk toward eternity. 
and the persevering relationship with Jesus Christ and the sacramental life of the church that he founded 2,000 years ago, do I believe that my prayer, fasting, almsgiving, my penances could help a president of the United States become a saint? Uh, no matter where they stand right now, do I believe that they could become a saint in the future? Or do I not believe in the power of prayer and fasting and almsgiving and penances? Do I not believe in the power of sacrifice for the good of the church? Because, you know, I'll be honest with you. When I read scripture, one of my favorite verses is this. There were nothing would be impossible for God. Nothing. Nothing would be impossible for God. So I believe that if I pray for all of the above, that each one of them can have a radical conversion to Jesus and to his church and could lead our nation in holiness if I'm faithful to my part, which is to pray and to fast and to offer sacrifice for them. That's what I believe. Do you believe that? Okay, so that's our show this week. And uh, next week, I'll answer your questions again. But I just thought it'd be cool if I gave you some questions to ponder for the next seven days to pray with. So I want to invite you to apply the steps of Alexia Davina. Listen to the, the questions I proposed, pray with them, talk to God about them, uh, sit with them, and then maybe come up with some resolutions based on your time uh, listening and meditating and praying and contemplating on the questions I posed to you this week. <music>